0: conversation this week uh with someone and they were they were having a hard time they were just kind of discouraged and frustrated and this this came on came out of my mouth as the answer to what they were feeling god will go with you come on. like that's the greatest encouragement any of us could ever have uh so let me start here um and ask this question have you ever felt lonely yeah, come on. yeah that's a terrible feeling or you feel like, man, no one understands me. No, one, no one's even going through this with me. It's like me all by myself. I've got to figure all this out. No one can figure this out for me. This is my problem. This is my issue. And it's not true. We're never alone. We don't walk alone. Come on. We don't. We never walk alone. He's with us. It was his promise that he would never leave us and he would never forsake us. And I just want to hit these bullet points. We're going to read some scripture and then we're going to pray Pray over everyone that wants to be prayed over, that his presence will become very real to you, that you'll experience him. And uh, so here's just quick things. We've never been alone. Would you say that I've never been alone? I've never been alone. <laughs> you know, a, a while back, I had this thought <clears throat> that, that God was that familiar voice that I'd always heard, I'd always known, even from a child. And if you think back that conscience that that knowing that you have that was God even when you were a little kid he was yeah. talking to you he was with you he's that familiar voice and so we've never been alone say it again i've never been, never been alone god has been with me from the beginning would you say that god has been with me from the beginning say it one more time god has been with me from the beginning He even said in his word, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, before you were in your mother's belly, (laughs) before we were there in that place, in the secret place, the Bible says that God knew us. And the Psalms, Psalms 139 tells us that he fashioned us and he wove us and knit us together in the secret place and that all the days of our life he journaled about them. He wrote a love story about our life, about relationship with us, about knowing us. So we've never been alone. He's been with every one of us from before we were born. You're like, how does that work? He's God. He's not bound by time. He's the uncreated one. He's been around forever. So we've never been alone. He's been with us from the beginning. He is with us in every season of our life. Would you say that with me? He's with me in every season. Sometimes we go through trials, we go through hard things, or, or growing up, and we've got decisions to make about our future, and we're like, man, I don't know what to do, I feel all alone. You're not alone. God's going to help you make the right decision. He trusts you. He trusts you, and you're going to make the right choice. He will go with you to the very end. Say, so he will be with me till the end. And This is just good encouragement today. I feel like we needed to do this today. So if all that's true, then the highlighted portion of this is we are never disconnected from Him. Would you say that I'm never disconnected from Him? You know, John 15 says that He is the vine and we're the branches. And, and if we're apart from Him, then we can't do anything. But when we connect to Him, nothing's impossible. And life flows from that place. And I want to tell you today that you're not disconnected from him. I don't, I don't know why this was the word. I had something completely different planned, and the Lord dropped us and said, no, let's just do encouragement today. I don't know what decisions you're having to make right now. Tough decisions, financial decisions, family decisions, school decisions, future, college, all that stuff that's already in, I know it's already in your minds, 7th, 8th graders, ninth graders. You're already thinking about, what. I don't know what I want to do with my future. God is going to give you wisdom. You are not disconnected from his wisdom. You're not having to make this choice alone. You're going to be okay. You're going to make the right choice. Well, do I take this job or do I not? God's going to give you wisdom. He's going to help you know you don't have to make the choice by yourself. Well, do I marry this person or not? God will give you wisdom. He will help you. You're not making this choice alone. Amen? Amen. This means that you have access to him all the time. Let me ask this question. How many of us feel like we have access to him all the time? If we don't feel like we have access to him, we've believed a lie. And that lie says that he's distant, he's far away, he's cold, and he doesn't care. And that's a lie. There's this ministry that we've been involved in for for years that that started out of Bethel and other churches. It's called Sozo ministry. And Sozo is a Greek word that you know means saved, healed, delivered, which are the three banners that we have up here in the room healing, salvation, and freedom. The word Sozo is what Jesus did at the cross. He says, By his straps we are Sozoed, we are healed. He says, When he casts a demon out of someone, he says, "If, if, If I cast a demon out of them, I have Sozoed them. And the kingdom has come near them. So in the Sozo ministry, often we ask people to picture God. So I'm going to do this. I know it's really different. It's fine. The whole day is going to be different. I want you to close your eyes. We're going to get mystical for a moment, right? I want you to picture God. I want you to ask God to show me. what, what What do you think of when you see God? All right. If you can't see anything, ask him, help me see you, God. So I'm going to ask a few questions, okay? Is he big or is he little? Is he far? Is he close? What do you look like next to him? Are you little bitty and he's really big and far away and distant? Is he flesh or is he like a stone, like the Lincoln Monument? Is he real? As if, if, he's, if he's stone, if he's big and he's massive and we're far away from him, then we believe the lie that God is unapproachable and we don't have access to him. But it's not true. How do you feel when you see him? Are you afraid or are you happy? Do you feel guilty? Do you feel shame? You shouldn't feel those things. Come on. Come on. I know. I know. This is, this is Christian psychology stuff, right? <laughs> It matters, though, because the way we see God is the way we relate to him. So if he's distant, if he's cold, if he's far away, if he's really big, and you're really small and insignificant, and if he's like the statue, uh, the, the Lincoln Monument, why don't you ask him to show you what he really looks like? Just take a moment. Say, God, what do you really look like? Hmm. What'd you see? Did it change? I saw colors. I don't know, I just saw all kinds of colors. Bright colors. Light. What's the point of all this? The way that we see God is the way we relate to him. And if you think he's far away, then we will approach him as if he's far away. If we think he's cold and like a statue in concrete, then then we would feel like when we approach him that he's unmovable. Did you know that God is movable? Like, No, he's not. He's unmovable. The Bible says. But we can move him. Like, we can move him. We can touch his heart. Do you know God has a heart? <laughs> and we can touch his heart. He's not immovable. And the Bible even says that he's touched by the feelings of our infirmities. Like, he's moved by the things that hurt us and wound us and, and, and bother us. Like, those things matter to him. So if you've been in a place where you feel like, no, he's distant, he's far away, he doesn't care about me, then we have to break agreement with the lie. And the lie is that God is distant and far away. But it's not true. God is near us. Say, God is near me. God is near me. He's close. Let's go to the next slide. It's the scripture verse in Matthew 1, verse 23. And this is a prophecy from the Old Testament from Isaiah, and it's fulfilled in Jesus. And it says, And the virgin will be with child, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all of this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin will be with child, and she will bear a son, and they shall call his name what? Everyone say Emmanuel. 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 Say it aloud. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. That word Emmanuel means God with us. God with us. So God is with you. You're never alone. Amen? Come on. We're going to go through a few scriptures, all right? Exodus 33, verse 12. Moses said to the Lord, You're telling me to lead these people out, but you yourself have not let me know who you're going to send with me. You know what Moses was telling God? I don't want to do this by myself. I don't want to take all these people and lead them to another place by myself. I don't want to do this. So who are you going to send with me? Who's going to be my partner? Who's going with me? Right? And he says, you said, I have known you by name. This is Moses saying, God, you've told me you know me, God, and you know my name. And I've found favor in your sight. Now, therefore, if I pray you, if I have found favor, let me know your ways that I may know you so that I may find favor in your sight. And consider too, this nation is your people. And he said, this is what God says. So Moses is saying, I don't want to do this by myself. Some of you right now maybe feel that way. I don't want to do this by myself. God, who are you going to partner me with to do this? And this is God's answer to him. My presence will go with you. I will go with you. The I am. Would you say I am? am. It's one of God's names. I am. He says, I will go with you. And then Moses said, and then he says, I will go with you and I will give you rest. So you don't have to worry. I will fight your battles. I will be with you. I will give you wisdom. I will lead you and guide you into prosperity. Then Moses responded to God. What a beautiful response. If your presence doesn't go, then I'm not going. If you don't go with me, then I'm not going. But because you said you're going with me, yes, sir, I will go anywhere you tell me to go. Come on. Deuteronomy 31, it says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not tremble for them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. Everyone say, God goes with with me. Everywhere we go, God goes with us. And it's not that creepy thing, right? I always feel like someone's watching me. It's not that creepy thing like God's looking over us, waiting for us to mess up. No, he actually just likes to be with us. And he goes with us everywhere that we go because he doesn't want us to be alone. He says, I will not fail you nor forsake you. Then Moses calls Joshua. So see this progression. Moses is a leader. Moses is getting old. He's handing the reins over to Joshua and he's explaining to him, hey, this is the most important thing. God will go with you. His presence will be with you. Moses calls Joshua and said to him, be strong and courageous, for you shall go with these people to the land that God has given you, and you shall take them as an inheritance. The Lord is the one who goes before you, ahead of you. Everyone say, God goes before me. me. So right now, young people, your future, God has already been to your future. He's already gone before you. And he will lead you into your future, into a green pasture. The Bible says he's our shepherd. He leads us into green pastures. Does that mean that everything always goes perfectly in life? Nope. Not at all. Well, you're like, well, if God's really good, then everything will go perfectly. Um, wait till we're par- when we're parents, you start kind of understanding more of that, right? Sometimes the difficult things are when we learn the best lessons, you know, like, God doesn't send difficult things to teach us lessons, but we live in a world where bad things do happen because people have free will. I would love to go back into my past and edit some things out that people did to me. I would love to. Things done... As a child, things done as a teenager, things that were done that I felt like I had no control over. I would love to go back and edit those things completely out of my life. And for a long time, that was a source of anger and frustration inside of me because I thought, well, God, if you're good, why did this happen? And as an adult, come on, (laughs) this is what the Lord said to me. I've told you this before, but I I feel like it's important. Whose free will... Do you want me to stomp on so that you can feel safe? That's a really strong answer from God. And what he was saying is, whose free will do you want me to override so that you can be safe and okay? See, God doesn't override people's free will. He lets us choose. That's why a crazy person with a gun can go into a mosque in New Zealand and shoot a bunch of people. Because he's crazy, and he has free will. I hate it. It shouldn't happen, but people have free will. People can hurt us. Do you know we've hurt other people? Yeah, come on. We actually have the opportunity. If we're in relationship with people, we can hurt them. We don't want to hurt them, but we do sometimes. And I think the older I get, the more I realize that, that most of the hurtful things that people have done to me or I've done to others weren't on purpose. I didn't plan out to be evil and hurt someone, or they didn't plan evil for me. There was this broken place in them that manifested into, well, I was hurt, so now I hurt. It was this weird cycle, right? But I want you to know that that God can go in and take those things that were evil, and he can turn them around for good. So not everything goes perfectly in life. But here's what I'm learning, and probably the most important thing, that I feel where I'm at right now. I can do all things through Christ. Like, well, this thing's falling apart. It's okay, you can do this because he's with you. If he wasn't with me, I couldn't do any of it. But because he goes with me, he's the one that walks with me, even if it's the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because God is Even if it's the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because God is, there we go. And even if it's the most exciting, victorious time of my life where everything's going well and all my dreams have come true and every prayer I throw up gets answered, he's still with me then too. He's with me and I can do any season of life. Why is this important? Because God is interested in longevity. He's interested in us walking with him for eternity. You guys okay? He's with us. We're not alone. All right, let's see here. Maybe one more. In Joshua 1, verses 1 through 9, I'm going to skip all the way down to verse 9. So slide number 6. This is God talking to Joshua now, telling him to be strong. Same thing he told Moses. And he says, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. All right, next one. Isaiah 41, verse 10. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be anxious, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Song uh, Isaiah forty three verse one. The Lord says, "You're the creator of Jacob. He who formed you. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine." Everyone say, "I am God." I am God. You belong to God. Come on. And through I love this part. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. We should walk out of here being very encouraged today. We're not alone. We're not I love that last song. What's the words on that? The bridge. How it says uh there is no ending to your love that holds on and won't let go. Love that won't leave me on my own. Every time I hear that line, it wrecks me. I start crying. Every The first time I heard it, I was like, "That love that won't leave me on my own. I love the fact that God is with me, little old me, insignificant me. He's with me everywhere I go. I'm never, ever alone. When I'm overwhelmed, I need to stop. And my, one of my favorite baseball movies Clear the mechanism, for love of the game, if you've seen it. Clear the mechanism, let everything just calm. Okay, I'm not alone in this. This sucks right now, but God is with me. He is with me. I don't like the way this has turned out. God, what is the way? See, the Bible says that we're not tempted beyond what we can handle. And that with every temptation, God provides a way of escape. Everyone say, an escape. An escape. In every trial, there is a way of escape. And guess who knows that way? God knows. And guess who's with me? God's with me. And guess what, what I have access to? Him and his wisdom and his ways. So that no, no crisis that you come against in life. I, I, I really want to say this to, to young people. Man, no crisis. You will face hard things through your life. It's just the truth. Life is hard. That's the old saying, life is hard and they need to die. No, there's great things that happen in life Two amazing seasons. But what you need to know is that you're never alone. You're not alone. Good seasons, bad seasons, you are not alone. That's one of the things I've talked with Josiah about, like, dude, God is with you. He's, gonna, he's never going to leave you. He's never going to, like, he doesn't run and hide from you when you do something stupid. Come on. I feel like that's when he comes closer. I don't know why, that may be terrible theology, but man, that's just, I just feel like he comes really close Like to reaffirm us, hey, it's okay. Let's do better next time, you know? What's the point? You're never alone. Jesus, when he's leaving, he says, and I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Hebrews 13, verse five and six says, I will never desert you. Oh my. Let's talk to the church just for a second. People that have been in church a long time, a lot of people get offended and feel like God has deserted them and he's forsaken them. Like, where were you, God? God. Where were you, God, when this and we throw, when this situation? Where were you? We feel deserted. God never leaves us, never deserts us. Come on. Would you say that? God doesn't desert me, He does not abandon me. So we can confidently say, The Lord is my helper. Everyone say helper. helper. She even talked about it in Sunday school the Holy Spirit, the helper. In Genesis, God creates Adam to be his friend. Did you know that's why God created man, was to be his friend? And Adam is his friend. And he creates all the animals and lets Adam name them. What an awesome, fun thing that would have been for Adam. You have a really long neck. You look like a giraffe. You are really short and chubby. You are a hippo. I don't know. He just sat here and named all these things. He he, he created with God. He co-created with God the things. And God looked down at Adam because there was not a suitable companion for Adam among the animal kingdom. Thank you, Jesus, right? So God says it's not okay for Adam to be alone. See, if God was this jealous, frustrated, like, I only want you to myself kind of controlling person, why would he have ever said, I want to create someone for Adam to do life with? He wanted to see that joy of that relationship. And so he says, it's no longer good for man to be alone. So I'm going to create him a suitable helper, helpmate. It's the same word that's here in Hebrews that God says, I will be your helper. I will be the one. I will be the love of your life. I will be the one that walks with you through every season so God creates Eve to be the helper, the one that completes man. I love what uh, Jordan Peterson's talked a lot about lately and how that we're not, we're not completely whole, but when we get married, like there's this wholeness that comes in. He's like uh, the, the men's mind versus the women's mind and how opposites and different they are, how they need each other, right? And, and so God does that for man because it was a gift to man. It was a gift to, to Eve, Adam and Eve. It was a gift that God gave them. It was relationship. And God wants us to hear this, that he wants to be our helper, the one who walks with us. That's even what Holy Spirit's name is, the paraclete. Come on. That's a Greek word, paraclete. It means the one who walks beside me. Yeah. On. The one who walks beside me. Yeah. You're never alone. I know I took a long time to say it. 50,000 different ways, but you're not alone. And I want, I want you to get this in your heart today. You're not alone. If you ever feel like you're alone, it's because there's a lie. Let's just Stop here, okay? Anytime we feel alone or God's distant or doesn't care, I have believed a lie. I need to say, God, you're distant right now, or I don't feel like you're listening and care right now. What lie have I believed about you? It's an exercise. Do this. Say, God, what lie have I believed? He will tell you, hey, you believed this lie. Okay, God, you're right. I believed that lie, and here's all my reasons for believing it. <laughs> you this happened, this happened. It feels like you didn't care. Blah, blah. He's like, Okay, well, what's the truth? Then God will give you the truth instead. Amen? Amen. Why don't you stand? A little bit. So what's the point for today? I hope you got it. <laughs> You're not alone. Let me say that to someone next to you. Say, you are not alone. Now say it to the same person. I'm not alone. God is with me. God is with me. And if he's not with me, I ain't going. I ain't going. All right. Well, let's pray. Yeah? Emmanuel, we come to you now, and we ask that you would be God with every one of us. I pray, God, that you would overshadow us. There are many in this room that they need to feel you. They need a word from you. They need to know you're here. So, God, I know how you are. You you meet us where we need you. And God, I ask that you would do that thing that they need to feel your closeness again. Whatever it is. Hmm. God, we release your presence to overshadow everyone here. That they will know you and know they're not alone. Hmm. Let's do one more thing, then Hank and Ashley will close it out. I want you to pray for the person next to you, and here's what we're going to pray. God, get them. Send your presence to them. That's something like that. Just, God, I ask that you would go with them. Overwhelm them with kisses and love. Hey, what, what? one more thing. There was a guy who had prostate cancer, and he was a believer. He was a preacher, and he's like, God's going to heal me. God's going to heal me. And God told him, he goes, if you'll let me, every day I'm going to give you kisses. So he goes through his treatment He's not healed by God himself. He's healed by medicine and, and prayer and all the stuff that they put into it, right? And so when it's all said and done, he writes a book on his journey through this experience on kisses from a good God. That's the name of his book. And so I want you to pray that, that God would give him kisses, f- surprises, experiences this week. All right? Ready? Go for it. Pray for it.